0: Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Warp! So, Brad, Disney announced a while back uh, that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure would be opening in October, and and I'm I'm totally stoked about this. I think I've I've seen some video and stills of the uh ratatouille attraction in paris and it looks amazing and i'm really excited to be able to do uh, remy's ratatouille adventure in epcot I'm, i'm just wondering why wait until october because all all the rumors and uh and news sites say that it's done like everything's done all of the planners have been rolled away like the entrance is there. It's it's finished. The the attraction appears to be finished. All the queue appears to be finished. Like everything appears to be good to go. Why wait till October to open this attraction? To
1: me, it, it's twofold, right? Number 1, you're dealing with the the capacity restrictions of the pandemic and the demand you know, as a result of it, and with that being down, you don't want to have a potentially bad opening as a result of that, so I think that that does play into it, but I think the bigger thing is what isn't ready, and what isn't ready is Tron, right, is nowhere near ready, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is nowhere near ready, and... October is kind of a really important date because October 1st, 2021, when Remy's Ratatouille adventure, is that what, is that really what this thing is called? Remy's Ratatouille adventure. That's the name. Okay. That's it's, it's a bit of a mouthful, but anyway, (laughs) that, that
0: is the new Disney thing of having to include the name of the IP into the attraction.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm actually like sitting here trying to go through the, through them in my head and, I mean, like, it's Peter Pan's flight, right? Uh, is there is there one Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Is is there a good example of one that doesn't include the IP in the name?
0: So the, the attraction in Paris is called Ratatouille the Adventure. So I guess it, it technically has the name of the attraction in it. Uh, this is just, I guess slightly different at Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, but yeah, Tron, Light Cycle Power Run. um, I guess it's not necessarily new, but I guess just Disney's need to include the name, the full name of the, the IP into the attraction name.
1: Well, and, and, and maybe, okay. certainly not Splash
0: Mountain featuring Song of the South, I guess. Song of the South's Splash Mountain. There you go.
1: There you go. Which, uh, ended up working out pretty well for them apparently (laughs) because, uh, be a little bit harder to change the ride if that was the case so yeah there are some examples i think i think maybe more what what we're both kind of pointing to there is more like keyword stuffing yeah the title of seo the, the, the search the engine of the optimization attraction. of yes.
0: the theme park industry
1: Yeah, yeah, because not everybody remembers the Ratatouille thing, but everybody remembers Remy, so let's make sure that you see Remy and then go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what Ratatouille is, or vice versa, I guess. Anyway, with Remy's Ratatouille adventure, that is the one thing that is going to be ready on October 1st, 2021, and that is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And you need something so that you can say, hey, we're beginning the 50th anniversary and throughout the throughout the next year, you're going to see a bunch of really cool things happening. And we're opening that up today with the opening of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, um, which uh, I am not – this is not in any way me dunking on, on that attraction, but – feels a bit like i don't know i think tron light cycle run would have been a really good thing to start off with because it's it would happen in the magic kingdom and that to me feels like more of an e-ticket attraction than than remy's does definitely and it's a well i dang it i was about to say and it's a distinct nope nope it's an attraction that's just a copy of another attraction anyway Uh, that's true we we both know how I feel about that, but it's a, and, it, and um, not
0: only that, and I don't know uh, because we don't really have any, I don't know if we know that this is an exact copy of the Disneyland Paris one, but we know that the uh, Tron light cycle power run is a, an exact copy of the Tron uh, light cycle power run in Shanghai. So we, we don't,
1: we don't know that it's an exact copy, but we know that it's mostly a copy, right? Uh, I, much, I guess
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: So it, it may not be a hundred percent, but it's probably definitely above ninety percent. Anyway, the the moral of the story is you need something to to kick off the the fiftieth anniversary, and Remy's Ratatouille adventure is that sacrificial lamb, since nothing else is going to be ready for it. So that's why we have to wait, even if it's even if it's already ready, because you need you need as many things as possible to. Uh, you know, to, to
0: cover the news cycle, I guess. So you think this is purely a 50th anniversary thing? 100%. Okay.
1: Just... Because, of, because of the date, because the date is to, co- like, if they would have said, you know, October 5th is when, you know, this is going to open or s- sometime in October. But if it's October 1st to kick off our 50th anniversary celebration, then that's why it's because they needed something to kick off the 50th anniversary celebration. And that was the thing that was available because 50 is a, is a big, is a, is a big celebration and you can't get away with just, you know, well, and we're going to have a, we're going to have a big parade though. The, the year of a million dreams was a pretty good, uh, what promotion that they ran. So they could have, they could have done something like that. Did the year of a million dreams have any, uh, attractions open during it?
0: I have no idea. What was the year of a million I, dreams? I don't even know what that is.
1: That was the that was the thing where they were going to um what they were they were giving away all those different events and things like that. You know, like your your dream could come true at Disney World. And I think the big one was the uh staying overnight in Cinderella's Castle. I don't remember that. Oh, uh, it was it was a it was a while back so da, 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 da. yep it was 2006 so just a little while ago <laughs> 2000, 2006 apparently through
0: 2008 hmm. so that's a and couple of years and it was immediately followed dreams. by
1: the happiest homecoming on earth so yes the years of million dreams <laughs> but that just that just meant it was that successful you know or or they just needed something and nobody at marketing came up with something really good. And they're like, that Year of Million Dreams thing is still doing okay, right? I mean, I
0: understand, like, honestly, giving away a an opportunity to, uh, to spend the night in Cinderella's Castle is pretty tempting. I mean, if, if you're looking for something to give away in a sweepstakes, that's a pretty good thing to give away. Uh, among whatever else they gave away, like I again, I I don't remember that at all. So they would also give away small things like, hey, here's an immediate fast pass to go on an
1: attraction, or or something like that, or hey, we've got these special mouse ears that you know celebrate the year of a million dreams. So it it ran the gamut. You it know? feels so much like that
0: um, that Pepsi thing where like you could you could win stuff depending on what was printed on the underside of the bottle cap of your Pepsi bottle. Do you remember I mean, that? Kind
1: of, sort of, yeah, yeah. That
0: just feels like like Disney did a thing where they were like, "Just buy Disney soda and you can win a Fast Pass, or just, you can just come to."
1: But it's it's just come to Walt Disney World, and who knows what you might, you know, what extra things might. Dude, await they should you or do
0: that. They should have an ongoing thing Disney where, soda. like, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> but like so. Uh, Claire and I go to San Antonio quite often. That's kind of our like getaway spot where we'd like to go there. We have a we have a hotel we really like to visit. And uh, if you book through the hotel, instead of booking through a, a travel site, you know, they give you some perks. They give you um, some vouchers for drinks at the bar and, and, and other things that are, you know, kind of a thank you. And if Disney could do a thing where like, if you book your hotel or you book your vacation through a Disney travel agent or through Disney.com and, and instead of using Expedia or, or whatever, or these discount ticket sites or whatever, someone to incentivize you to book through Disney approved means and then automatically enter you into this raffle for like, so let's say I book a, a, a vacation and I'm staying at pop century and i get there i get to pop um i take you know magical express or whatever i get to pop i go sign i go uh uh, check in and the uh, person at the desk says hey you have won an upgrade to the contemporary or to the you know poly or whatever or even like hey you won one free meal at a you know at a restaurant on property whatever like, that would be such a, a cool thing, such a good uh, incentive to book through a Disney-approved source, you know, through a, in a travel agent or through go.disney.com or whatever, and to get people to to book, especially since Magical Express is going away. And some of these other perks that uh, Disney's offered in the past are going away. To be able to say like, hey, if you book through one of these, you know, three different methods, you're going to have a chance to get a free upgrade or, uh, you know, something like that, a free meal or a free fast pass. You know, can you imagine the goodwill they would get if they gave out free fast passes for people who booked their hotels that, that cost them nothing? And if they gave every 10th person a free fast pass, like all the goodwill they would get for no for no cost. Just like, I don't know, you you saying that, you saying there were free fast passes and stuff available, that just makes sense because as they, like we talked about when we talked about uh, Magical Express going away, as they get rid of these perks that made Disney Vacations Disney vacations, you know, these special things that only Disney did magical express and free fast pass and stuff. As, as these things start going away, magical express is going away. And, uh, as we've talked about, it, it, it can't be long before fast pass becomes something new. That's probably going to cost money, but they could give these things away right now and really make it a, an easy choice to book through one of their approved, methods and that would make disney a ton more money whereas giving out one free fast pass or whatever would would not cost them anything i think that would be an awesome promotion for them so i don't think that they have a big
1: issue with a lot of people booking through non disney
0: means really you don't think they you don't think they have a problem with people People booking their hotels through Expedia or or Travelocity or those websites that are those discount websites?
1: No, because the discounts offered usually aren't that great. You know, I know that I know we've discussed in the past that I've used those sites, but it's pretty sparingly because it's not often that I can find a really good discount on, on those, uh, on their hotels. You know, really the bigger issue for Disney is always people booking, somewhere that is not on property like full stop right like they don't care how you get on how you get your on property space as long as you're on property that's that's i think the win for disney so i think if they were going to, even if there
0: was a chance that if you bought if you booked on property if you could like you get you you get entered in a raffle for or not a raffle, but if, you, if there's a chance if you could you get a free If you knew that you had a upgrade, chance that
1: you could get extra stuff. Right,
0: or, or a fast yeah. pass or something like that. I mean, it just it's a no-brainer to me because that doesn't cost them anything. They know, like, save the free upgrade to when you're checking in. At that point, they know whether or not that room is getting booked. And if they have a suite at the Contemporary that they can upgrade you to, that costs them nothing. That costs them the, the extra 15 minutes for the housekeeping people. To clean the room. Otherwise, if that room's not getting sold, give it away. But make people who are booking vacations have hope that maybe they're going to get upgraded to a suite at the Poly or a suite at the Contemporary or something. Or give away one of those sweet DVC bungalows at the poly every once in a while like just do something to make people who are taking the time to go through your travel agent or go through your website themselves give them some incentive to do that is all i'm saying
1: i i i don't think that that's a bad idea but i don't think disney has a big issue with you know needing more people to to come to the property so that's true you know <laughs> i i think the 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 latest data i've seen is saying that uh what that they're about even with pre-pandemic levels for uh at least interest in the parks yeah if not i you saw the actual demand is parks.
0: demand is at pre-pandemic levels which is good i'm right
1: glad. right and and those demand levels are pretty high so i i don't anticipate them adding anything big just to to drum up that um but at the same time I do expect you know there to be a lot of 50th anniversary stuff uh to encourage you to to come and spend more money because that's always the best thing is getting you to spend more money but one of those one of those things is inevitably going to be Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and yes that is that is the reason why it is being held until October I don't yeah I I may not have anybody official telling me that that is the reason and that might that is totally conjecture on my part but I feel like that is a pretty safe conjecture uh to you know that that's that's a pretty safe bet to make that that is the reasoning behind it
0: yeah I mean it makes sense to me uh it just (laughs) I guess from a fan standpoint it sucks that that attraction is basically sitting there done just waiting for an arbitrary date instead of letting people ride it because i guess what we've learned from uh what rises the resistance that like sometimes stuff doesn't work the way you think it will especially since uh we know that remy that the ratatouille attraction is trackless um because it's trackless in in paris and so, like, maybe, you know, let some have a have a uh, what do you call that when you open something? Have a soft opening a couple when oh, they
1: They will. They will. They'll have. Yeah, they'll have opening like cast member previews and things like that are all going to take place well before the October 1st grand opening. And, you know, the nice thing about having a ride that is that is complete that far ahead of time is you have a lot of time to do you know, engineering previews and things like that to, to get it even better. And I don't, I don't anticipate the issue. Yeah, it is trackless, but I mean, trackless is kind of old hat for Disney. At yeah, this I guess point. so. Pooh, you know, honey also rather, trackless and it never it, breaks yeah, down. Exactly. Right. So that, you know, they've, they've got experience with it. They are just redoing an attraction that has already been successful. That's Whereas true. with, uh, with, with, I, I wanted to say smugglers run all the sudden there and that's not smugglers run um you know when, when you try something new you can you can have issues that are not anticipated and you can even do that with things that are uh not new but I think with the amount of time they have they'll they'll work those kinks out so yeah I I do anticipate that cast member previews are going to happen and all that stuff but yeah, the, the October opening is, is going to be for the 50th anniversary, and it sucks for people who are visiting before then uh, who are going <laughs> to see, you know, a fully open attraction that they should be able to ride but, you know, can't. But uh, such is life, I guess.
0: Have you seen, uh, so right now, the VelociCoaster at Universal is in technical rehearsal? It's... Like, there are signs that say this attraction's in technical rehearsal. And it's basically open, but basically these signs out in front of the, you know, queue say they're they're basically trying to set expectations for this thing might suck. But it's in technical rehearsal. And I, I find that interesting that the Universal's willing to say like, Hey, you're writing this basically as a beta tester and it might not be good and it might break down and some of the animatronics might not be working and stuff like that, but you're still welcome to get in line and ride it. And Disney would just never do something like that.
1: Uh, Yes, they would. Are you talking about admit to it? Because doing that is called Rise of the Resistance, right? They would never put a
0: sign out front that said, this thing is possibly broken and you should have low expectations. They would never do that.
1: They never would, but I would argue with Rise of the Resistance, they should. At At this point, man, they are still... They I am still hearing reports about them skipping the uh that that first section of the show whatever cuz again I am still trying so hard to avoid spoilers on that ride but that they are skipping a section that you have said is pretty important to enjoying the overall attraction and they they are still having cases where technical issues are causing them to close that that is exactly what that ride is doing and <sighs> It's being treated as a as an attraction that's that's fully functional, and it's not.
0: That is extremely frustrating, especially since like, here's the thing about Rise of the Resistance. We I I went on that attraction, day one, morning one, and it was perfect, and I understand that there is you know. It is a highly technical attraction with many different ride, you know, vehicle, whatever. But the fact that you could have, I mean, my boarding group got called like at 11 a.m. on day one. So I was less than four hours into Rise of the Resistance life. And the fact that I could have a perfect experience and more than a year later, we still can't reliably. I'm not even saying have a perfect experience experience every single time but like reliably let's let's just shoot for 90 percent of the time let's have a perfect experience and i feel like it, it it's more like at some point people are having a perfect experience but most of the time it's you know some piece of this attraction is down and I just don't understand how I could have had such a good experience day one, morning one, you know, bas- basically day one, hour four of this thing being open. And we still can't reliably have a, you know, a day where this thing runs per- perfectly. I, I, I just...
1: Yeah, and I mean, and, and it should be said that, what, that overall the the data is trending upward, right? When absolutely. When you look at the the number of groups that are you know getting through each each day and everything and even like the low days now are you know still over group 100 on average right i i was just looking at the the data and i think it was back in like february was the last time they had less than 100 groups get called in a day and which is awesome you know that the right that the data overall is trending upward is good but it just, it feels like this should be this should be a solved problem. It by should now. be and better. It's still, and it's still not a solved problem. So, no, that to me, VelociCoaster is, in some ways, I feel like that sign is so un-Disney, but in some ways, maybe that sign is Disney-like in that I feel like when you give someone that, you have you have created the opportunity for you to 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 what uh, to over deliver on expectations, right? You've you've accurately set expectations and possibly even set them slightly lower than where they have to be, and someone can be delighted when their expectations are are surpassed. And I feel like and there's
0: you, you don't have to have a technical rehearsal sign to have a state between open and closed. I feel like this technical rehearsal thing is a it's an area between open like this attraction is open for business and closed. And I think Disney could figure out some way to have this this third, you know, state where it's you don't have to admit it's in technical rehearsal. You don't have to admit that because I I feel like the the whole thing is Disney doesn't want to tell you like hey, this thing might, you know, one piece of this attraction may be in B-mode. Because as far as Rise of the Resistance goes, I feel like there's a dozen aspects of this attraction that could be in B-mode. And maybe you wouldn't even notice 10 of them. But I feel like there's a way for Disney to have this, instead of having a binary, you know, this things open or closed, to have this this third state where, like, Hey, this thing's open, but you got to you got to understand like we're we're doing our best here. And to at least at least as a way to set expectations so that people, you know, who have who aren't like you, who have watched ride through videos, who have seen the pre-show and the in the you know, stage 1, stage 2, stage 3, all these all these different aspects of this attraction that are undoubtedly complex and difficult to to pull off and 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 to say like you know you you'll enjoy this but at the same time like understand this thing is something that's a work in progress now i don't know with hindsight being 2020 as someone who rode this thing in december of 2019 having it still have that caveat in December 20 or in May, 2021. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. I I, I don't know if, if it's better for them to just pretend like this is an attraction that's open in May, 2021. I, I feel like universal has this attraction in technical rehearsal, knowing that it's going to be in technical rehearsal for a couple of months before it's open. Uh, whereas like if, Rise of the resistance had been a technical rehearsal for a year and a half. Would that be better than just pretending like this is a ride that works and and every once in a you know, maybe not even every once in a while, but sometimes this thing is just down and and sometimes we don't get through all the boarding groups and like I don't know, thinking about it and and these are all thoughts I'm just having on the fly, but like I don't know if being in technical rehearsal for a year and a half would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be acceptable and, and, and it might even be worse than just having an attraction that uh, goes down every once in a while and is, and is relatively unreliable. You know what I mean? Like it's been a year and a half and it's still not reliable and maybe just pretending that yeah it works just fine is uh, is good enough.
1: Yeah so I think the word that you're looking for there there is a word that we already have in the English language for that third state and that third state is called preview but it really doesn't look great if your preview lasts more than a year. and yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's what's happened with Rise of the Resistance. So uh, this
0: this conversation was not a conversation that we planned. I, I I came into this advocating for a a technical rehearsal mode for Rise. And as I was talking about it, I realized like being in that for a year and a half is really bad and is more of an admission of an inability to create a good working attraction than it is to say, like, hey, this thing is like, you're basically getting to beta test this. And in a couple months, it's going to be open and we're confident that all of the animatronics are going to work and everything's going to be great. That a year and a half later, we're still in this boarding group mode. And we know that this is not what they want because there is a fast pass sign at the entrance of this. So they we know that they are eventually wanting to have a standby and a fast pass line and have this be a fast pass plus attraction. But yeah, for them to be in this in a preview mode, as you said, for over a year is is almost more of an admission of guilt than just this like pretending that this is a distraction that's open and in boarding groups is what we wanted to do the whole time. So
1: honestly, at the so there there is another side to this, and it's number one, are we knowing are we noticing more about RISE? Now, admittedly, any time that some some section of the show has to be skipped or anything like that. Like that's unacceptable, but there's a lot of attractions that run in B mode, right? Uh, sure. smugglers run has to write, has to run in B mode when, uh, Hondo breaks down or, uh, guardians breakout runs in B mode when, uh, rocket breaks down or, you know, I've seen the B, the B mode of, uh the what the gosh what is that river ride called when the shaman breaks down
0: oh um navi river journey there you go so
1: navi river journey i've I've seen that one in B mode so there are so there are things where things break down but let I, me say
0: completely spoiler free for you mm-hmm. any part of rise of the resistance running in b mode is a what I would consider a show stopper.
1: So they just, so they've created an attraction that can't be in B-Mode, and maybe that's why it stands out so much more. I, because I
0: think so, because Hondo running in B-Mode is not a big deal. It is an impressive animatronic. Like, if you, if you, technically Hondo Onaka in Smuggler's Run is impressive. The Shaman in Navi River Journey is totally amazing. The fluidity at which that animatronic runs is nuts but any piece of rise of the resistance that runs in b uh, that's in b mode is what i would consider to be a showstopper because if you have experienced and and this is all just me having watched videos of all the different b modes of rise of the resistance which this attraction it has has many of them i think any one of them not working is is a showstopper and i think you're right i think I, I i think the the fact that this attraction does not have a b mode the, that pretty much any aspect of it going down should be a closure and and fix is probably the problem <laughs> and why it's taking so long for this to quote open
1: yeah because as much as as much as we are what as much as rise of the resistance gets scrutinized other attractions have, have downtime, have outages. You know, there's plenty of times when you see that this attraction is currently unavailable. Uh sure. or, you know, you're you're in the, the line and the line is super duper long and you get so like Tower of Terror. I've been there and been like, gosh, why? This line is taking forever. And eventually I look up, you know, and watch a watch for a little bit and I'm like, oh, one set of doors is an opening. They're only, you know, one half of the uh, elevators aren't working, so that's why we're we're moving right. so slow. And sure one enough, of the one of the like
0: three D halls is broken.
1: Right. Yeah. So the so everything gets diverted over to that that other elevator, and so that ride is is in a form of a beam. You know, there or you know maybe there's a car that's not running on uh, Seven Dwarves Mine Train. You know, and so they're they're short a car or something like that, and all those things create a less than optimal experience with those attractions but we aren't we aren't nearly as aware of as it seems like we are with rise of the resistance and you know you were you were talking about how you've got that uh what fast pass line over there and we know that this is eventually not what they want to get to i'm kind of wondering if that's still the case like (laughs) this number one this far in Maybe boarding groups is the you know <laughs> I mean it, it sounds bad to say but maybe that line was a waste of time because it may never all get used right the I I know that there is there is some you know some amount of weight when your boarding group gets called but that might be as much weight as ever exists I because uh what they're talking about adding that on to uh, jungle cruise I believe right
0: I can tell you from experience the queue is about 3 times too long for boarding groups at their at their current or I guess at their December 2019 size to be viable because there well, was yeah. there was a ton of that queue that I just walked right through.
1: Yeah, I I it definitely wasn't designed with this in mind, but I'm just wondering if we're not going to see you know, the fact the fact that there's been discussion about taking the jungle cruise that way as well, I don't I don't know if that's actually a decided thing, but I'm wondering if that's gonna be if that's gonna be more the norm. It, no because quite honestly, that's the that's the setup that Disney wants. Because people who aren't having to wait in line don't get as nearly as upset, right? So it's a happier visit. And You are free to go and do things that involve spending more of your money. You know, like grabbing uh, grabbing a turkey leg or a churro, or you know, doing a doing a little shopping for that next set of Mickey ears that you just got to have. Like those are those things are are helpful to them. So
0: here's here's the thing.
1: I don't know. There could be some growth there.
0: I think Disney needs to do the same thing you did. Convince you convinced me that fast pass was a bad idea that fast pass makes standby lines longer and and all in all creates a longer wait for everyone disney needs to figure out a way to market that and say we're not going to bring fast pass plus back because right now fast pass plus is not a thing Um, and they need to figure out a way to market the fact that we're not bringing FastPass plus back uh, and and everybody's just gonna wait and stand by line and just trust us when we say it's gonna make for a better experience for everybody and just do that because i I understand what you're saying that like if you're not having to wait in line if you're doing the digital queue thing the uh, you have more chance to go spend money but man the just the the emotionally the waiting for a boarding group and not getting it especially Especially when you have to commit to a park before you get there like especially when you have to have a park reservation before you get to a park to to say to someone you have to commit to this and then oh you might not get it is so bad and i just i know that's not going to be like that for everybody and and every park's different and there could be i mean i'm not saying there's no positives to having attraction reservations instead of just park reservations but man i feel like a lot of the issues that that are happening could be solved by just eliminating fast pass plus and going to standby only the only problem is disney needs to figure out a way to to market that and tell the you know to tell people the way that again you told you convinced me that if we didn't have fast pass there would be a totally a much smoother line experience and everybody would end up waiting in line less time and have more time on attractions and 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 everything and so i think i think that's the key uh but that's mainly just because i really don't want to have this experience for every attraction on property so
1: here's the thing. I don't think we're ever going to get to a no FastPass future, right? That that ship has sailed. Standby only. Well, especially is gone. since
0: FastPass Plus is something they could potentially charge for. And as much as I right. hate to think about it, I think they will.
1: But but they did have a FastPass system before FastPass Plus, right? With the kiosk, and you stick your ticket in, and you get the little paper ticket out. Like an animal, where you actually had to, where you had to physically go to the attraction. You couldn't just tap it on your phone. Jeremy, the marketing has already been done. All we have to do is rename FastPass Plus to New FastPass, and then we're bringing back FastPass Classic.
0: (laughs) Is this a Coke thing?
1: (laughs) It has that original taste.
0: i think that'll do it for this episode you can follow us on twitter at MTM Podcast. you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co we'll be back next week with a brand new episode and until then have a magical day